Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Hello, Los Angeles. Welcome to Love It or Leave It Live, or else America hit the debt limit and the law has hit its limit with Alec Baldwin. (laughs) We have a great show for you tonight. Brian Posehn and Amy Miller think the straights have finally gone too far. Jamie Loftus is here, and she's brought mustard and relish and a certain delectable meat treat. (laughs) Ashley Ray is looking for love, so if you're single, open, polyamorous, or just disgusting, and want to throw your hat in the ring, now is the time to shoot your shot. We're going to do a dating game live. I'm serious. Get yourself with a mindset. Open your hearts to love. (laughs) It's early in 2023. We're still, this is the part of the year where you're still open to love. (laughs) We've got our hands on Madonna's tour rider. We're excited to see what fresh shell it might contain, and we spin the rant wheel. But first, let's get into it. What a week. Despite the fact that he publicly admitted to fabricating numerous aspects of his resume, Republican leaders put my evil alter ego, George Santos. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> they put him on two House committees this week, the Committee on Small Business and the Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. I'm not sure Santos is really qualified to weigh in on small business as the founder of Apple. Among his other minor fibs, Santos previously claimed that his mother was in the World Trade Center on 9-11 and later died of a 9-11-related cancer. In reality, Santos's mother was only briefly in the World Trade Center on 9-11, and she did not die of cancer, but instead of injuries sustained while piloting a plane. Fortunately for our show, Georgia's secrets will not sashay away. According to a Brazilian drag queen who was friends with Santos, everyone in the Brazilian gay community knew the new congressman as either Anthony or Katara, his drag name. Let's hope Georgia's act is more believable than the normal congressman drag show he's now found himself stuck in. Because the Republican platform in 2023 is very clear that men dressing in makeup and gowns is just for the bedroom when your emotionally broken wife is out of town, Santos quickly denied the allegation, tweeting, the most recent obsession from the media claiming that I am a drag queen or performed as a drag queen is categorically false. He capitalized queen as if it's his heart. It's like his heart capitalized the Q. The only time he ever felt safe as Katara, the only time he ever was truly himself. If George Santos is pissed that other people are making outrageous claims about his life, wait till he finds out about George Santos. (laughs) I don't know a thing about drag or drag race or whether Shangela was robbed or what happened to the butterflies or whether it was unfair all-stars that Shay got three points or if people are excited to see Jinx in Chicago or if you can find the uncut Sherry Pie episodes online. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Anyway, no sooner had George Santos denied the claim that the New York Post uncovered video of him discussing doing drag in Rio. (laughs) This fucking guy. <laughs> Pretending he had nothing to do with the one cool thing he's ever done? Who do you think you are, Scalia's murderer? <laughs> and now, an open letter. Dear RuPaul, 
It may have come to your attention that a man by the name of George Santos, if that's his real name, which it isn't, has recently been elected to national office in one of the great drag performances of all time, pretending to be a qualified candidate for Congress. We have now learned that before he became the congressional candidate, George Santos of Long Island, he became the live performer Katara of Rio de Janeiro. It seems like George is probably afraid to resign because he's got nowhere else to go and people found out he stole money from a veteran's GoFundMe meant to treat their dog's cancer. Woof. Rue, your country needs you once again. Invite him to apply to Drag Race. If he resigns his seat, Congress's loss can be all of our gain. Thank you. Meanwhile, a Republican strategist who was working for the Georgia GOP and Herschel Walker's campaign has filed a sexual battery civil lawsuit against conservative activist Matt Schlapp and his wife, Mercedes Schlapp, a former Trump aide. The aide alleges that Schlapp groped his crotch without consent as he was driving Schlapp home from an Atlanta bar in October. Boy, you just hate to see a stain like this on Herschel Walker's otherwise immaculate campaign. <laughs> While sharing a stage at Davos, Senator Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin agreed that they would continue to oppose killing the filibuster, and then they high-fived. We still don't agree on getting rid of the filibuster. That's correct. Thank you. I, I was, I was... Look, as much as we dislike them individually, there is something nice about their friendship. They're like Wario Frog and Toad. <laughs> in response to a Republican request regarding classified documents found in his garage, the White House, of course, said they don't keep a visitor log at President Biden's Delaware residence. I mean, who can keep track? So many people are trying to kick it with the J-man, said Biden, scraping three untouched charcuterie plates into the garbage. Aww. Look, no one keeps visitor logs at their house. This is the Biden residence, not Derek Jeter's apartment in the early 2000s. There's no one doing processing. You know, not enough people knew about it. There, you don't, not enough people remember that story about how there was like a gift bag and a process when you slept with Derek Jeter, which he then later denied. Anybody? Okay, so it just wasn't a great joke. That's fine. That's like saying, no, 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 you look great in this picture. I don't want to hear that I look great in the fucking picture. That means that's what I fucking look like. If someone says I look bad in this picture, you say, yeah, yeah, you look terrible. You look so much better in real life. You don't say, no, no, it's a good picture. That doesn't do anything for anybody. When did you people get here? <laughs> on Thursday, the Supreme Court issued a report on its investigation into the leaked Dobbs draft, announcing that it has been, quote, unable to identify a person responsible by a preponderance of the evidence. But if you play the report backwards, it says Alito did it. Over in New York, Governor Kathy Hochul evoked the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in her defense over embattled judicial nominee Hector LaSalle, who's facing criticism for rulings on unions, crisis pregnancy centers, and racial composition of juries. In her speech at a Bronx church on MLK Day, uh, she said, Dr. King called upon us to be just and to be fair and to not judge people. And that has not been afforded to an individual named Judge Hector LaSalle. When he was gunned down, assassinated, my family sat there and held hands and wept. How could this be, Hochul said? How could this man of God who taught us about nonviolence and social justice and change and not judging people by the color of their skin or one or two cases out of 5,000 cases decided? <laughs> Look, we all know that there are two equally bad ways to judge people, the color of their skin and the decisions and actions they take in their careers. <laughs> Subsequently, on Wednesday, the Senate Judiciary Committee in New York voted to reject Hochul's nomination. They released a statement which they read, I have a dream that you'll nominate someone else. <laughs> it may be uh, the most out-of-left-field recent news story. Our national egg nightmare continues with an avian flu outbreak and questions about price gouging causing the price of eggs to skyrocket across the country. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, man. Uh, I heard you're looking for some, uh, some white oval. Yeah. Some scrambler's delight. Excuse, <laughs> Excuse me? You trying to buy some goop in the shell? Who, <laughs> Who are you? What is this? People call me the egg man. I got the egg hookup, baby. Any kind of eggs you want at the affordable prices you crave. My real name's Ralph. You can call me the Eggman or Ralph or or the Eggman. Either is fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ralph. I really prefer you call me the Eggman. <laughs> I, I mean, most people do. All right, I'm I'm still might go with Ralph. So where are these eggs? Do I have to follow you to your car or something? No need. Got them right here in my coat. You sell loose eggs out of a coat? <laughs> is anyone buying them? Are you kidding me? Business is booming, my friend. A month ago, I was just some weird hot guy walking around town with his pocket. Yeah, that's for sure. With his pockets full of eggs. But then Joe Flation sends the price of eggs to the moon, and today, I'm a successful entrepreneur. My uncle sold weed and called himself an entrepreneur, but whatever. Straight up baller. I got pockets full of gold, baby. High cholesterol gold. I okay. guess I wasn't done. <laughs> All right, look. Inflation's actually not to blame for this one, at least not the main reason. There's one problem that a bunch of chickens got sick. The chicken workforce is fucked. Uh, no offense, but who do you think really has more insight on what's going on with eggs? Some nerd who reads the news, or the guy who has like three dozen eggs in his pockets? Okay. I really think it's me, Ralph, but uh, I think I'm right about this. Suit yourself, brother. Customer's always right. What can I set you up with today? I just got some totally primo shit from this duck farm up in Bakersfield. It's going to really unlock you spiritually and creatively. The, the egg. I, didn't, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I wasn't really looking for spirituality in, in an egg. Roger that. It's also doped in omelets. I mean, listen, all right. The, the egg I was talking yeah, I know, about the egg. earlier. Yeah, the egg from earlier. It's Bakersfield. For, it's the, egg, the, the duck eggs from Bakersfield yes, that unlock your spirituality. Clearly. Also yes. good for omelets. Yes, you're listening. Yeah, so look, <laughs> if you just have like maybe some like normal chicken eggs at like a decent price, I'd take a few of those. Like I'm not, I'm not going to turn down an egg bargain. Mm, sorry, amigo. No chicken eggs in stock at the moment. I don't know if you've heard about this whole avian flu going around. Yeah, that's what I brought up like a second ago. A second ago, I talked about the avian flu. That was the reason we were talking about the egg prices going up. Oh. Oh, shit. It's also, Eggman, it's also on the screen. <laughs> uh, so, but wherever you cheat, whatever you want to do, Eggman. The whole time. Ralph, it's been right there. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. You were doing, I didn't want to, you know, it's right. I, uh, I didn't, did you notice that I was I'm off? So old. Did you think I was off book <laughs> on the Eggman yeah, sketch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You seem real natural. <laughs> but baby, back to the eggs. Eggman, we've got to get back to the eggs. I'm the Eggman. You're the Eggman. Back to the eggs. my whole thing. Besides being the hot guy walking around town. What's up? <laughs> but baby, you, <laughs> you don't know what you've been missing with some of these alternative eggs. Freaky shit. Makes your taste buds wild out. Hey, John, you ever have uh, crow eggs? I'm doing two for one. Crow eggs? Uh, it seems gross. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. But they're clean. I've tested them for fentanyl. Why would eggs have fentanyl? Don't even worry about it. I got tons of other options. Gold eggs, pigeon eggs, snake eggs. What's your pleasure? You haven't lived. 
Until you've sampled a slithery, my man. It's more I, of a body egg, you know. <laughs> a sink into the couch can, egg. All right, listen. <laughs> the snake eggs, there's a body egg. That's yeah. what you're saying. A snake egg gives you a body feeling. It's not one of those head eggs. Right. So listen, I'll take three of those duck eggs you mentioned if that'll get you to leave me alone. Right you are, sir. Coming right up. Uh, so uh, all the duck eggs all broke. Um, sure. I guess I sat down too hard or something. I can, like, scoop up some of it for you. You got a baggie? No. No, that's enough. Get out of here, Eggman Ralph. All right, but if anybody needs some pure Colombian grade A sea turtle eggs, I'll be loitering over near the concessions. And if somebody tells you they've got platypus eggs, it's a fucking scam, all right? Uh, trust me. Eggman Ralph, everybody. Eggman out of here. It's the Eggman. It's the Eggman. Sometimes cards, sometimes he reads the screen. Brian Posehn, everybody. The Eggman. That was good. Well, it was better than I expected. <laughs> For something so stupid. <laughs> anyway, that's our transition. Protests and strikes broke out across France this week over government plans to raise the age of retirement from 62 to 64 in order to collect a full pension. Obviously, we're with the French workers on this, but we're still a little envious that their labor movement is so far along that they're defending pensions. Every U.S. story about a strike is like, drivers want Amazon to stop charging five bucks for each old plastic Kroger bag they're forced to shit in. <laughs> And Amazon's like, can't be done. <laughs> we'll shut this whole plant down before we do that. They gotta pay for the bags. This whole business runs on them paying for the fucking bags. <laughs> Meanwhile, taking advantage of Elon Musk's new Twitter blue, Taliban officials have started dropping $8 to get blue verified check marks on the social network. Fine by me, maybe I'll finally stop getting scammed into sending money to the fake Taliban. Among other portentous omens for its business, Twitter auctioned off a range of office supplies, fancy kitchen equipment, and other memorabilia. More like let that sink out. <laughs> Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, plans to reverse a rule banning topless photos for women after an oversight board found it unclear how the rules apply to intersex, non-binary, and transgender users. The oversight board cited multiple instances of content moderators driven to madness in their efforts to discern between good nipples and bad nipples. <laughs> before being forced into extended nipple leave. <laughs> now, when you say to yourself, let's see what my aunt's been up to, you have to really want to know, because the stakes have never been higher. <laughs> Scientists in Japan are seeing results in reversing the aging symptoms of genetically modified mice. The gene therapy used on these mice has shown to restore the animals to a more active, youthful state. I can't wait to use this on my disgusting old hag of a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> The older, the older subjects that did not respond to treatment were moved to Mouse Manor, where they will date hot young single mice. But there's a twist. Alec Baldwin, as well as the film's armorer, will be charged with manslaughter for accidentally shooting and killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the Western Rust. Look, when this movie ends up with a 61 on Metacritic, that's when we'll know it was all worth it. Oof, that was tough. That was tough. You should not point a gun at someone that you're not willing to shoot, said Santa Fe County District Attorney Mary Carmack Altwis. That goes to basic safety standards. This is America. We shoot people on purpose. It's about to lighten up. You're fine. <laughs> Don't worry. I got a real zany one coming for you. 
Leader of the notorious Sicilian mob, Matteo Messina Denaro, who was caught this week after 30 years on the run. Denaro was the mastermind of several murders and bombings throughout the 90s, even bragging that he filled a cemetery all by myself. Oh, you did, said the gravedigger? Porca miseria. I guess I must have gotten these unrelenting back spasms from jerking off. No, no, Giuseppe, said the mobster. I was speaking figuratively. Everybody in the town understands how hard you work digging graves for the many people I've proudly killed over the years. But nobody says it, Giuseppe moaned. I dig, I sleep. I dig, I sleep. Keep it up, Giuseppe, and the last hole you'll dig will be your own, said Matteo. Don Matteo, I'm so sorry. I forget myself. Please accept this dirt as an apology for my disrespect. Give some dirt. And finally, the world's oldest woman, a French nun, died at the age of 118. Thankfully, nobody else was killed when her meth lab exploded. <laughs> we come back. Hot dog, Jamie Loftus is here. But first, bitch, it's Madonna. This week, Madonna dropped the trailer for her upcoming global tour, which included a Truth or Dare-style party in which Madge tongued down Jack Black, friend of the Pomp Bob the Drag Queen showed off his deep throat skills, and Amy Schumer had an out-of-body experience. Truth or Dare? Dare, bitch. Wow, starting off with a dare. I want you to show me, with this spread, how you lick your husband's asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, butthole. I think we're done. I think we're done here. Nope. <laughs> anyway, we're all interested in this. <laughs> Here's the point. We got Madonna's writer, and now I'm going to read it. Here we go. The artist, who is as sexy now as she was in her 20s and completely comfortable with her graceful aging process, nevertheless requests that all mirrors in her dressing room be replaced with tasteful oil paintings depicting the artist as she looked in 1989. If oil paintings are not available, the artist will need mirrors that are equipped with real-time Irishman de-aging technology. If neither oil paintings nor Scorsese mirrors can be procured, the artist requests that her dressing room be lit exclusively with candles, it says here, by the cinematographer who lit Monica Bellucci when they let James Bond fuck a woman his own age. <laughs> a Madonna stand will be dispatched to assess dressing room dimness upon venue's request. Honestly, that sounds pretty reasonable. All right? We have our entertainment lawyers combing through the document as fast as they can, so we'll share more of our writer exclusives throughout the show. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This podcast is brought to you by Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Americans United defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms and even democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. While Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs, Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception. Learn more about AU's work at au.org slash crooked. That's au.org slash crooked. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? 
What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh man, you know, I don't know. Pushing it down, <laughs> pushing it all the way down, getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it, squishing it real tight. Fighting through it. <laughs> Gotta fight through it. Skinny jeans are for dads. Fight it. You fight it. You push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. <laughs> when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. Not me. I'm running on rails. <laughs> Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the 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 attention span right now to focus on some of these longer term issues. And she's mm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. <laughs> If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Everybody needs therapy. You need therapy. I need therapy. Tommy needs therapy. Mm. We all need therapy. Mm -hmm. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. And we're back. As Sigmund Freud once said, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Of course, Freud never actually said that. And also, we all knew that. Grow up, Freud. <laughs> Meanwhile, here to discuss the third most phallic thing we put in our mouths is the author of the upcoming book, Raw Dog, The Naked Truth About Hot Dogs. It's the incredible Jamie Loftus. Hi. Hi. Uh, what's happening? Oh, you know, uh, I, I was just talking about uh, malls in Alaska. Just two things that I, I was thinking about. Are there malls in Alaska? I've been to them, yes. Um, indoor? Not uh, yes, like a grove yes. situation? No, they don't have the gorgeous Rick Caruso malls that we're accustomed to here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they did more people would live there. I mean, you did vote for him, right? No. Uh, well, okay. I How fucking was... dare you? Of okay. course I didn't. I couldn't say that I did. I had a really fun... I didn't. Of course I didn't. I had to be able to say I didn't. He's winking so much right now. <laughs> I'm not. This is fun, but obviously I didn't vote for Rick Caruso. I voted for the other people in the race. Right. And I know who they are because I voted for them. I didn't vote for Rick Caruso, even though obviously the Grove and the Americana are just like two little islands of paradise we get to live near. The, the, the Paris per of California. Pe perfect. Yeah, My God. I had this fantasy about Rick Caruso when he realized he was going to lose the mayoral race, just like storming the American Girl store at the Grove <laughs> like it was the Bastille and just throwing dolls around and throwing a total tantrum and then taking it over to the Buca de Beppo yeah. and, <laughs> and like threatening to jump off the yeah. balcony, you know? <laughs> A bunch of people just calmly in Aritzia, and then all of a sudden, like, a flaming trash can flies through. Yeah. He's like, I'll jump off the buka de balcony, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, more yeah. like Cheesecake Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Exactly, and he's like, I'll burn this place to the ground. <laughs> I liked it. Come on. Yeah, it's good. For, for just coming up with it in the moment? <laughs> I was working on it for a second. Oh, I've been waiting to say buka de balcony in public and, and for years. Enough, and you know what? <laughs> what do you people get on a normal night? That was incredible. <laughs> buka de balcony? Uh, hot dog or hamburgers? Oh, hot dog for sure. Really? Yeah, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> When did you first realize that you wanted to talk about and think about hot dogs so much it filled a book? I think I just realized that no one else had thought to do it before. And I love hot dogs. And I loved, like, 
bad hot dogs. It was like, oh, which food exists that I will take in good or bad form and it'll always make me feel better? And it's hot dogs. I just love like a nasty – my dad would like boil and or microwave the hot dog and slap it in an untoasted bun and say, I love you, shrug. And like <laughs> I would love it. I thought it was great. It's so easy to cut them in half and, and put them on the, on the stove and 150% better. I've learned that in time. Yeah, I, I learned that he really could have tried less and gotten a better result. But yeah. that's true of his parenting kind of like <laughs> on the whole. What's a nitrate? A nitrate? What is it? Well, I'll tell you what. It's not good for you. What is it? It's, it's and why a, do they put them in there? They don't do that anymore. Oh. That's a kind of a fun thing is nitrates, you can't really put them in hot dogs anymore. I didn't learn too much about them. I know that it's a very evil chemical for your body. It's like eating asbestos. Isn't it strange that there was a time when like, food companies would just find things that are chemicals and say, what if we put them in the hot dogs for a while? Yeah. No one seems to notice. Keep doing it. Add more. It will make the hot dog immortal. Why not put it in the hot dog? Oh, it, it helps them live forever. Yeah. So it's like the adrenochrome that the politicians take out of the kids. You can have a full conversation with them. Yeah. yeah. If you put in the chemical. Cool. Yeah. Um, ketchup or mustard? This is difficult because I know that people across the country listen to this show. I say both. I'm a centrist on toppings. Wow. I really... Wow. No labels. I, I reject labels. I, I know that there are you know certain regions of the country that really don't want you to be pro-ketchup. I feel like that's a closed-minded perspective. I embrace ketchup. I like it. You know, I eat a Hershey bar every day. I eat a lot of sugar. There's a lot of sugar in ketchup. I eat it. Go back a second. Yeah? You eat a Hershey bar every day? Like, I'm sorry, but like, I eat them often? Or like, is it a ritual of some sort? No, it is every day. Wait, but what time? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Yeah. When you say Hershey bar, do you mean like a enough to make two s'mores, or like well, a like a like what a kind lo- of s'mores are you making? Well, I'm just saying that like you know there's like a Hershey bar that that's like the good rectangle and you break it in half and that's a beautiful s'more size. So yeah. two of those. Yeah, like a standard one that you would get at the Seven Eleven near your house. Do you, fridge or just room temperature? Oh no, I just I grab it and go. It's gone by the time I get home. But I get it with the almonds because then it's a little bit of health. You buy them one. <laughs> I consider peanut M&M's to be a meal replacement for, you. for that Good reason. Good for you. Yeah, you're uh, and, checking And when I get them at the movies, I legitimately feel like I've done something okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I've made a good choice. Exactly. I feel the Question. same way. Question. Yes. You eat one every day. Pretty much, and yeah. And you buy one a day. Yeah. Have you ever considered Mm-mm. buying... Because <laughs> the savings of the box, you I, know? I, I see what you're saying, and I've, I have considered it. However... I am like a turtle where I will just like grow to the size of my container. If I have 12 Hershey bars at the house, I'm going to eat 12 Hershey bars at the house. So I have to go to the 7-Eleven, get it, have the face-to-face interaction so someone else knows I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a social ritual as well. I'm going to tell you something. Please. Which is, <laughs> there's, don't pre-moan. <laughs> That's just moaning about me as a person. <laughs> If you pre-moan when I have not said anything, that's just, oh, he did something that he does. <laughs> I had uh, a container of cream cheese in my fridge, but I didn't have any bagels. How and big? So I would say more than a bagel's worth. Okay, I can picture it. And I did, because I, there was no bagels, I just ate all of it yeah. until it was gone with crackers. Just mm-hmm. until it was gone. So I'm saying I relate to your experience. It's... And then I have to tell you something else, okay. which is... On my way to the office, I did get an Egg McMuffin 
Because I wanted That's the large good. Diet Coke for $1. Yes, I do that all the time. <laughs> Was that prepared or is that just on your mind? It's on my mind. Oh, okay, good. Since you're love it or leave it's resident hot dog expert, uh-huh. by default, since we've never had another hot dog expert on before, awesome. we thought we'd put your knowledge to the test in a little game we're calling Queen of Dogs. Okay. <laughs> I'm concerned. True or false? Uh-huh. In 2018, consumers spent $3 billion on hot dogs in U.S. supermarkets. Mm, I want to say true. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> nice. During peak hot dog season, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, by the way, before we even get to this, yeah. why is it a summer food? Hot dogs are like the ultimate American marketing scheme, where they're like, oh, this food that's from... Germany and Austria and Greece is actually American, and here's why. And then they just like pop. There's no reason, you know. <laughs> it's not American. I don't know. Like it's like ah, but these are the grill foods that are summer grill foods. Why? You know, it's, you would think it would be like maybe a, a colder food that would yeah. be in in the summer. No, a nice warm. It's a winter thing. Oh, a hearty hot dog. But no, mm-hmm. it's like oh, are you are you sweating because it's 102 degrees in Los Angeles? Here, yeah. you have some hot meat. And then in some places, it's wet also. Some, some wet, hot meat. Yeah. That's a good name for the segment. <laughs> During peak hot dog season from Memorial Day to Labor Day, how many hot dogs are Americans expected to consume? So like May, September. Um, I'm going to say a billion? Seven billion hot dogs. No! Oh, we are amazing. Wow, God. We're then, an amazing what if, people. What if I just started singing the national anthem? <laughs> <laughs> that is so many. That yeah. is so many per person. Oh, My goodness. And that's... not everybody's eating them, because that means that there's people out there just chain-smoking these fucking things. Right. I was like, there are people like me that it's like, oh, there's people who do none, and then there's people who do, like, 50. Yeah, they're know? just like, oh, I can see the bottom of the bun again. <laughs> Don't want to feel that empty feeling. Better load up. On Independence Day, Americans are expected to enjoy 150 million hot dogs, enough to stretch from D.C. to L.A. how many times? Mm, so now it's a geography question. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay, so Joey... How many hot dogs in a mile? That's easy. How many hot dogs are in that. a Joey Chestnut? And then how many Joey Chestnuts are in a mile? You right, know? sure, for sure, 100%. It's a complicated question. Like, um, I know that I personally, I'm a certain number of hot dogs high off okay. the ground. Okay, and, and how many? I'm 10 hot dogs tall. You're 10 hot dogs tall? I think okay. so. Okay, that's Roughly. brave of you to say. I think that's right. <laughs> that's, I'm just like estimating... I don't think that's right. How many? Is that too few or too many? That's not enough hot dogs. You would be a little baby. Not, <laughs> no, I, in my mind, no, can I tell you? My, well, I was maybe a le- In my mind, a hot dog is half a foot. Is that not right? No. Too small? Too, they're bigger. They're smaller than that. No, it's six inches. six inches. So six okay, inches. So, so, I'm, so I'm, you're, fi- you're five I'm, feet tall? I know, I'm 11. I'm, I'm close. I'm, God, I'm fucking, okay. I'm on stage. I'm, I'm doing a conversation. I'm doing math in my head. All right, 11 hot dogs, you freaks. <laughs> Jesus, okay, so when did the mathletes show up? <laughs> so if we're saying that hot dogs are six inches, yeah, which not all of them are because the Dodger dogs, that's ten inches, but okay. Don't get ahead of it. We, listen, <laughs> we will get to it. Look, I, don't, I get so few opportunities to flex this knowledge that doesn't matter. Okay, Joey would be about 12 and a third hot dogs tall, and that would mean, well, I'm going to guess uh, 17 times. Back and forth. Well, the answer is technically more than five. So, okay. <laughs> At a baseball game, what is the average weight of a fully loaded hot dog vendor's bin? The ones they're carrying around throwing dogs. How much do they weigh when they're walking around the stadium and saying, hot dogs? 
So the ones that they're carrying on their backs? Yeah. Uh, well, let's say 80, 90 pounds. 40 pounds. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> that would be 80, 90 pounds. Would be I awesome. overestimated their bravery. <laughs> <laughs> Who said, we have beaten you to the moon, but you have beaten us in sausage making? Russia? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Uh, Soviet <laughs> premier Nikita Khrushchev. Oh, that's so, ca- that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You don't think we beat the Russians in hot dogs? Uh, come on. There's some good Russian hot dog makes. That's really? all I'm saying. Yeah, they caught on. <laughs> what one-time presidential nominee said in public, my favorite meat is hot dog, by the way. That is my favorite meat. I mean, it's too easy to say it's Donald Trump. It's Mitt Romney. It was it's Mitt, Mitt Romney. Romney. Oh, God, that is such a great example of Mitt Romney trying to, like an alien who just got to yeah. <laughs> the planet. <laughs> my favorite meat is hot dog. My favorite meat is hot dog. Can we all relate on this? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he was the worst they could do? <laughs> what a time. Well, well, young we were. Uh, which golden girl said, hot dogs and red vines and potato chips and french fries are my favorite foods? Oh, my goodness. Was it Blanche? No. No. It was Betty White. Wow. was wrong. Because Betty White had her own menu item at Pink's. She did? She did. It was just a straight-up raw dog. Like, it was like the, the Betty White... <laughs> But what was the but what was on the menu? <laughs> but what did they what did they serve? Oh, the hot dog was very elaborate. <laughs> no, the, if you get the Betty White at Pink's, uh-huh. it's just it's a, it's a raw dog. Just a raw dog? Oh, it's a raw dog, baby. Yeah. Give me the Betty, and it's just a raw dog. And then they're like, "Oh, you want a raw dog, huh?" Like, yeah. What if What if it turned out that just before she died, she was engaged in like a terrible lawsuit to stop them from doing this? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> it was just against her will. I hope to die embroiled in a hot dog lawsuit. That would be really great. That would be amazing. But the plane just be pretty steamed, you know. <laughs> it's a I switch. I get paid to do this. You're wrong. It's a switch. <laughs> it's good. All right. We learned a lot about hot dogs, but before we let you go, it is time for the purest of pure hot dog challenge, mm. picking the greatest hot dog in America. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay. It is time to rank these hot dogs. Mm. We've got red oh, wow. and white hots, especially out of Rochester, New York. A red hot is a standard pork and or beef hot dog that pops open when cooked. A white hot is the same but uncured or unsmoked, so it retains the white color. Mm-hmm. Versus German wursts. Bratwurst, the most popular of the German wursts, is made from beef, pork, caraway, garlic, and other spices, and are usually served with sweet German mustard and or potatoes and red cabbage. Okay, so I know that people love wursts, and it is sort of disingenuous to put red and white hots in the same category. They're quite different, but I... (laughs) Someone from Rochester is here. (laughs) But I, I will advance the red and white hots. I really love them, and I love Rochester hot dog culture. Next up. All right. The, the red and white hots move on. Next yeah. up, we have the Danger Dog, first served to American tourists by Mexican street vendors in either Tijuana or Hermosillo. A Danger Dog, also called a Sonoran Dog, is a hot dog wrapped in bacon and deep fried. The Chicago version, called a Franchisi, adds melted cheddar or American cheese, as does the Texas Tommy. Mm-hmm. Versus... The Dodger Dog, a 10-inch pork wiener that extends way past the regular hot dog bun that houses it. Yeah, I, this is very easy, and I feel like this is... I will get a death threat over this when my book is published, but it's easily the Danger Dog. The Dodger Dog is not good. It's not very good. The Danger Dog is incredible. 
Wow. People are so upset with me. Are they upset or do they want to live in a world where that's wrong, but they know they don't live in that world? You know, they don't want to live in a world where they look up the ethics of the people who provide their Dodger dogs to them because they were breaking COVID protocols right and left. They got blood on their hands. Dodger dog bad is my opinion. Look it up. Look at how they look at how they turn. Now they're like, I feel bad wanting to say the Dodger dog now. Yeah. Well, they're like I, I thought still... I just liked a baseball. <laughs> but I'm a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, right. we've got corn dogs. <laughs> the jewel of every county and state fair. It's a hot dog dipped in cornmeal batter, skewered on a stick and deep fried versus pigs in a blanket. With a modern version traced to a military cookbook dated to 1940, pigs in a blanket are mini hot dogs wrapped in pastry. Ooh, this is a tough one because I really do love both of them. Yeah, do you have no, a- no. I want to. I want to hear what you say, but just, just. Um, I want to hear what your opinion is first. But I just, I just didn't want you to be so definitive that I couldn't say what I think after. No, no. <laughs> I realize I came in hot, calling Dodger dogs kind of fascistic, <laughs> but. <laughs> This is a difficult category. I really like both of these. And there's like areas in upstate New York that specialize in tiny hot dogs. And they find it confusing if you find it confusing. I love pigs in a blanket. But if I had to choose between the two, I would go corn dogs because I feel like they're more versatile. I feel like there's more variants of them. You can cover them in Cheeto dust. No mm-hmm. problem. Incorrect. Corn dogs <laughs> are terrible. You, they're never, ever good. They fucking suck. No to corn dogs. You've stacked I've the never crowd. Regret it. No. I have never. <laughs> Someone just threw corn. a tomato at the stage. <laughs> hey, who brought tomatoes to this? Corn dogs. <laughs> Disgusting. You know what's better than a corn dog? A fucking hot dog in a bun. It's gross. It's not good cornbread, and it's not a well-cooked hot dog. It's two good things that are worse together. Pigs in a blanket? Are you fucking kidding me? You're never sad to see one at a party. Never sad. Oh, what is that, a mushroom canopy? Get the fuck out of here. A tiny hot dog with spicy brown mustard in a little fucking bowl? Ten out of ten every goddamn time. All right, I I will concede that to you. I will concede that to you. When it's in a little Pillsbury roll, gorgeous. Next up. Blood sausage uh-huh. versus hot dog, the weekly gay party on Sundays at El Cid. Uh, blood sausage is a sausage casing filled with blood and cooked with a wide range of fillings, including animal meats and spices. Uh, the gay party at El Cid is intimidating. <laughs> oh, I'm going hot dog at El Cid all the fucking way. Oh, yeah. There's no way oh, around yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Final four. Okay. The, um, the brought best. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. There. Boo me all you want. <laughs> no <waiting>. refunds. <laughs> I all wish right. there was a table for you to flip right now. <laughs> I like that I was just like, I hope I get a chance to say what I think. Uh, uh, all right, what do you think? Red Hots and White Hots or the Danger Dog? Uh, it is tricky. I really love Red and White Hots, but I'm going to go Danger Dog. Yeah, I really right. love the Danger Come Dog. On. It's Come on. the best. I remember when I was a kid, there was a commercial that I was always airing where they would show that you could put Velveeta cheese on top of a hot dog, and it was like, these fucking geniuses. Yeah. There was always like, uh, it was two things right in a row. It was like macaroni and cheese, and then it was broccoli, and it was like, I've never wanted broccoli more in my entire life. They made it look amazing. And then like the row of cheese said, if you think cheese on broccoli is good, we're about to blow your goddamn mind. <laughs> Because <laughs> now it's on a hot dog. What Dang- if it was on something that was disgusting? <laughs> Better. Uh, all right. Pigs in a blanket versus the hot dog, at the El party Cid. at El Cid. All right. Well, I'm going to kind of take your lead here because one of these things made you feel very safe and the other thing made you feel not as safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to advance pigs in a blanket. Hell yeah. What made you feel safe? Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. 
It, should, I agree. It should have been corn dog, she said, <laughs> breaking a beer bottle on the ground. All right. It is time now. The Danger Dog versus the Pig in a Blanket. Oh. It's uh, Big and Cheesy versus Dainty Pastry. <laughs> the Brat Best. <laughs> There's never been an easier choice in my entire life. It's going to be the Danger Dog. The Danger it Dog. The Danger Dog. It's the, the best hot dog that there is on this bracket. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're going to get specifically Chicago emails from people that we didn't include. Oh, we're Chicago t- shirt. I know, and it's the Chicago hot dog on it. Yeah. Just so that people, before we get the emails. Please. Uh, <laughs> if you had to decide right now, it's the classic Chicago dog, which is a hot dog on which they've put a salad. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you. Versus the danger dog, what's going to win? The danger dog's going to win. And the danger dog, I will say, is not the best hot dog in the world. <gasps> the best hot dog in the world is on the side of the highway in New Jersey, and that's just the facts. Yeah. Is it like a Nathan's hot dog on the side of the road? No, it's a deep fried hot dog in New Jersey that's on an, an overpass. <laughs> it's really, really good. Do you just drive till you see one, or is it a specific <laughs> overpass? <laughs> Is that because in LA it's, it's like fruit stands, place. but in Cal- is it New Jersey? Is it just people selling loose fried dogs? It is a no. It's an organized dog place, uh, but it seems like the sort of place where you would get a hot dog and then dump a body in a river. And it's a hot dog make called the Ripper, where they leave it in frying oil for a little bit of time, but not too much time. It's really good. Neat. <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much. <laughs> Her you. book, Raw Dog, The Naked Truth About Hot Dogs, comes out on May 23rd. Very exciting. And go listen to the Bechdel cast. Yeah. We come back. We are living in a material world, so let's check in with a materially, nearly senior citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much. That was great. That was great. That was great. We just wanted to give you another exclusive from Madonna's upcoming tour writer. <clears throat> the artist requests four, four, Full-size vibrating crucifixes. Okay, now we're talking. Given her long-standing feud with the Catholic Church and her desire to, quote, finally bring the whole thing down already, unquote, the artist will also need eight waterproof Pope Francis costumes, 400 gallons of communion wine, and a fully operational fire hose. Please see artist's previously stipulated guidelines around the venue's splash zone and subcontract with the Firefighters Union. Boy, what will Madonna get up to next? <laughs> we come back. It's time for some straight mayhem. And we're back. America's culture has three pillars, professional wrestling, reality TV, and porn. This week, TLC premiered Milf Manor, a brand new series that combines at least two of the three. And honestly, we won't be surprised if the season ended with one of the eight hot moms looking for love, pile-driving a rival milf through a folding table. Here to discuss the show that will almost certainly destroy or heal this nation, with absolutely no possibility of anything in between. It's a segment we're calling The Straits Have Gone Too Far. Please welcome the hilarious Amy Miller and the wonderful Brian Posehn. Hello. Come on out. Hi, 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 thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, welcome to a segment, Amy and Brian, thanks for being here. A segment we're calling The Straits Have Gone Too Far. Uh, and they have. Are you familiar with the show uh, Milf Matter, which premiered this past week, Brian? Yeah, I do my homework. <laughs> He's a good uh, student. I'm a professional. Uh, Amy, have you seen it? Have you heard about it? I have seen clips. I liked it the first time when it was called Back in the Groove. Um, Did anybody watch that show on Hulu? Okay. Well, two MILF shows have come out in the last two months. What's wrong with us? And that is a spoiler for Back in the Groove, so I should have said spoiler alert. I'm very sorry, but there's one woman where her son is also on the island. 
there's some kind of a trend. There's two trends <laughs> they were now. So horrified. There's two trends. <laughs> Making Milf Island from Thirty Rock real. That's one trend. <laughs> and an, and another trend is um, scatological horror about rich people on boats. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it now twice Shipboat in a week. Or something. Just rich people getting puked and shat on or shitting on and puking on each other. It's all over Babylon. It's all mm. over Triangle of Sadness. Uh, it's wild out there. Well, that's kind of in the name. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Below Deck this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it did involve their Below Okay, I see. All right. It's an upper decker sometimes, but it depends. You sickos, you seven sickos, and you, I hear you. Does everybody know the whole concept of this show? The mil- do people watch this. The everyone manner. Does everyone here know what it is? No. Wow. So it's uh, not. Yeah, it's not just the title. Like I thought I got it, and then I started watching it with my wife, and she's like, "I'm in." I'm like, "I'm kind of out." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so here's the thing: to prepare for this segment, Malcolm, our producer, had to watch clip after clip. Of Milf Manor, and and he wandered uh, through the office today with this look in his eyes, like he was the sole survivor of a plane crash in the Andes. (laughs) And he is. Like, you don't know what I've seen, you don't know what I had to do to survive today. I was in the shit. (laughs) Um, And so he's prepared several clips I have not seen. I don't know how many of these clips you've seen. I am truly here. We're going to react to this in real time. Oh, shit. Uh, I watched the whole pilot. But yeah, so yeah. so you're, you've seen this nightmare, so you can help us through it. But in case you don't know, the idea of Milf Manor is these moms are there to find love with young men. But lo and behold, all the men are the sons of the MILFs. The prophecy is true. The sons are the men. The moms are the women. But it's, it's moms and men. It's, it's, so it's women and sons. <laughs> I hear a lot of people in this crowd who don't love their moms. That's all I'm saying. You don't want your mom to find love with your good friend? Uh, We're different. I'm an only child. I was raised by a single mom. This is like my fucking nightmare. Like, <laughs> dudes were always trying to fuck my mom. But the idea of my friends wanting to do that? Ugh. I'm out. Like, I was also raised by a single mom, and my brother is kind of hot, but he's an asshole. And I think they would have done well at this manor. <laughs> Not hot to me, obviously. Right. No, obviously. Just to my mom. Just, just, just aesthetically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start, Amy and Brian, by showing the moment where the shocking twist was revealed. Oh, it was amazing. Hopefully there's somebody here that is going to be interested in me. I can be interested in them. What's going on? Wait, there are moms? Holy <laughs> That's my mom right there. <laughs> She's looking all right, man. <laughs> For the listeners, that was a white man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'd all agree based on just this clip alone that the straights have gone too far we always we push the envelope I'm sorry if you're not ready for art (laughs) Um, Brian how much worse would this have to get for you to protest a drag brunch Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) all right let's (laughs) let's go to the next clip I know I look like those guys. I knew my son Gabriel was going to be in Mexico with me. I thought he was going to be on a separate dating retreat. 
but he's in my dating pool, and I'm gonna have to see my son date these moms. I'm gonna be honest, I'm thinking first picking the draft. Like, I'm looking at everything else before my mom. Thank God for that. Whenever I bring a woman home, it's all up to my mom whether I'm dating her or not. Been winning. Oh. Brian, what if I told you that on YouTube this clip is called Mom, Is That You? <laughs> What's what if my I reaction? told you that? Uh, it's terrifying. The thing that I like about this is they're all either truthfully or for the show, and more likely for the show, saying, when me and my son came to the island for a dating show, I assumed we were on two different shows. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then as if it's like, but then when we found out we were on the same show... We had no choice but to stay because this is a TV show. We're in jail here. (laughs) We can't leave wherever we are, wherever we've rented this home. They didn't even get like moms and sons where it was like a very close age difference. Like I see a missed opportunity. Teen mom crossover, you know, (laughs) teen mom milf manner. Then at least it's a little normal because you're like, well, my son's only 16 years younger than me. It's not weird. But these ladies are much older than their sons. I mean, these boys look like children. They do look like children. This is Epstein's Island for women. (laughs) (laughs) I just think of the one casting director that is like, this is really fucked up. Like, (laughs) I I can't sleep with this. Just like coming home at the end of the day. They don't know. They have no idea. (laughs) I'm talking to these moms, and then I'm talking to their kids, and they have no fucking idea what's in for them. You met a lot of casting directors with a conscience in this town? No, I'm picturing picturing the one. I like to to hope there's one. Just kidding. Please cast me. I think you're all great at it. (laughs) Yeah, what are you doing? I know. I'm an idiot. (laughs) It's called self-sabotage, John. It's Hollywood. We'll cut that from the show. I think it'll hurt me and Brian. Yeah, no. yeah. You don't want my stink I'm in a lot you. of shit. I, I... We love casting directors. Yeah, they're awesome. I'm not going to be casting anything. <laughs> Next up, obviously, uh, the descent uh, down ring after ring, deeper and deeper into hell, continued. Let's check out this clip that TLC, a network on American television, titled on their official YouTube channel, Call me daddy. Gross. So you're going to be 24. Your son's No, he's 20. No, I'm going to be oh, you're 21. T- oh, you're the baby. Are you going to be 22, right? I'm going to be 22. <laughs> Joey is just a young buck, and he's just probably going <laughs> to no. do something to my mom, then try and hit on another girl, and then another girl. So he's not going anywhere near my mother. There's this super hot guy named Jose, and he seems like a safe bet because he's very family-oriented. You can see he's, like, tied to his mom's hips. So I feel like he would definitely just have my back and be by my side and, you know. Winning. (laughs) I want to know which MILF owns that child now and puts him on a dog leash because what were all those necklaces? (laughs) He's being dog-walked by someone. I just thought it was Tommy Lee's kid. (laughs) There's a vibe from this that these are moms who have been driving these boys to auditions for the last 20 years, and this is the first one they've landed. <laughs> you know? There is something so, like, distilled about these clips that it's like, this is L.A. Like, this is, like, just a, a mom yelling at an eight-year-old in full makeup. <laughs> just, like, just absolutely broken people. 
It's like if the moms and toddlers and tiaras went to an island to try to date their daughters. Like, <laughs> just imagine if everything that we were seeing was unfolding, but it was Dilf matter. Because oh yeah, it's awful and it's gonna happen. You think this isn't working? You think TLC is mad we're talking about this? We're giving those bastards everything they want. And I will be watching. What's a DILF? <laughs> it's a dad MILF. Dad, uh. I'd like to fuck, Brian. <laughs> That's, well, I kind of was figuring that. <laughs> I'm not that dumb, but I'd never heard of it. That's fucking gross. Well, you got to talk to one of these great casting directors <laughs> and try to get on it. <laughs> I'll just do a podcast. <laughs> We have one final clip. Malcolm put together a set of clips of some of the most horrifying moments. Like Clockwork Orange, everyone keep your eyes open and come away different. (laughs) Can you stop and just let me talk? Can you do it again? Can you not say, why are you saying heavens? Because that's what I'm saying. I'm my own person. But can you stop interrupting me? So... I'm sorry. I'm not calling you dad. (laughs) She's got it in her to flirt, and she does do that a lot. I've never seen it. First-hand experience. I'm dead Sam right now. Mom. (laughs) I go, what are you, W-I-D? What are you doing? (laughs) I think I'm going to go to sleep. No, no. The second room on the left. The second room on the left. Oh my god! You gotta be joking. Just chilling. Bye, Joey. I mean, it's how the show works. What's WYD mean? I think it's like, (laughs) what what are you doing? doing? Oh, I thought it was like, where's your dick? (laughs) (laughs) That's what it means when I send it. I don't know with the kids, <laughs> the purple eggplants and the dicks. I don't know, and the Netflix Where? and the chill and the. Yeah. Where's your dick? Where's right? your dick? You sound like a shoe in for Dilf Manor right now. <laughs> you know they're casting for Dilf Manor. You know they're getting ready. It's coming. It's coming. That's the next thing. That's where we're headed. This was just a way to make us, this is to socialize us to the real horror to come. (laughs) What is with Joey's style? Like, how does he go from Mark Zuckerberg to Sid Vicious in one season? No, you're confusing two different uh, sons. They look exactly the same. I'd say the casting director has a type. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we need to do some DNA tests on this manor. (laughs) Wait, that necklace kid is not the same as the... No, the the one with the open shirt? No, No, no. Sorry. Two different sons, they could definitely go to the same therapist. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, therapy for all of you. Like, you know that clip of Wendy Williams saying death to all of them? We just need to do it. Therapy to all of you. <laughs> Every one of you to therapy right now. Leave the island. Leave Milf Manor. Actually, keep it running and do it like Nathan Fielder and just shut the whole fucking thing down. Nathan walks in with 15 therapists. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, that's it. I think we might great. be behind this. Yeah. yeah, just therapy for the rest of the thing. It's just like yeah. all of a sudden we're in in treatment. <laughs> Remember in in treatment, that show on yes. HBO where it was awesome. Uh, before Gabriel I, Byrne? When, yes, yes, Gabriel Byrne. Um, and when I felt like I needed a therapist but I didn't have one, I would just let him talk and then pause <laughs> and then tell him my problems. <laughs> Smart. It was soothing. I did that with the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, any final thoughts on Milf Manor? Uh, I need therapy. 
after watching it. Don't you think it's amazing that 2,000 years ago, the Oedipus was being composed and it was the story that like kind of got at this like fundamental weirdness yeah. of like the, the tension between mothers and sons. And, and Jim Morrison wrote that. Yeah, all those songs and every and then <laughs> here we are. Fuck his mom. And now this is what it's become. This <laughs> yes. is the next phase of that. We go from Oedipus to Freud to this. Just full on honesty. At long last, <laughs> finally. At long last. <laughs> At long last, finally. We're saying honesty. It. Name it. And uh, <laughs> for our next segment, we're all gonna poke each other's eyes out. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much to Brian and Amy. Brian's special, uh, Posena non grata, persona non grata. How right. are we saying it? Posena non grata. I said it right. I yeah, got. I panicked. That's the pun. I get it. That's so funny. <laughs> well, that's the pun. Posena non grata is out now, and Amy will be at Sketchfest in San Francisco on January 27th. When we come back, Ashley Ray finds romance. Thank you both. That was great. Milf Manor. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. And we're back! We're trying out something different in honor of Valentine's Day, and yes, you do have to start planning now. Valentine's Day is the new Hanukkah, and I'm committed to it for the next segment. We need everyone in this audience to ask themselves, am I ready for love? Or failing that, an incredibly awkward podcast experience. Here to potentially fall in love tonight, a very good sport, the hilarious Ashley Ray. Hi. Um, So you're going on one date a week. Yes, I'm doing a project, 52 First Dates, where I go on a new date every week of the year. And it's horrible, mostly, but gosh. So you don't need uh, one month to get ready for a date and one month to kind of come down from it. So I usually I do. So okay. this is a, it's hard. I'm pushing myself. It's been the most difficult thing I've maybe ever done to force myself to go on these dates every week. Like, and how are you finding people to say yes to all these dates? I'm on every single dating app. Uh, Bumble, Tinder, Field, Raya, like every single one. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. And I just, every day I set aside like an hour to go through and actually match and message with people. And it's like a job. Which are the good ones? Which are the best <sighs> app? Where are you having the most success? The most success, Hinge and Field. Yeah. 
Mm, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Hinge and Fields. Okay. okay. I thought Hinge was for normies, and now there's hot people on it. That's cool. So, yeah. All right. All right. So we're Field gonna... is for the freaks. Some of you know that. <laughs> and now we all do. Yeah. It is. Sorry. <laughs> and and then somebody's leaning over to the friends like, I hear that place is for freaks. freaks. Dot, 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 type, type, type. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to play our version of the dating game. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, there was a serial killer on it one time. All right. So we need three audience members who wants to play the dating game with Ashley Ray. And keep in mind, I'm bisexual. All, it is open. It's open. All right, get in here. Are you not supposed to see us, though? Oh, yeah. I Isn't know. supposed to be a... Oh, yeah, yeah. We're sure, yes. A, yeah, so, uh, Ashley, look away. I'm facing this way, working this side of the room. Hi. Hi. Everyone, let's introduce everybody. Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. What's your name? I'm Adam. Adam. Hi, Adam. I'm Rachel. Rachel. Rebecca, Adam, and Rachel. Rachel. Rar. <laughs> Old Testament kind of freak. Uh, <laughs> <for> Ashley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's how it works. Audience members, Ashley is going to ask you all the same question, and you will reply in turn. All right? We'll start with Rebecca. Ashley, take it away. Okay. If I was an ice cream flavor, what flavor would I be? I'm going to say cinnamon toast crunch. Ooh, Adam? Ooh. Chubby hubby, because that's what I'm into. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, Rachel, what do you got? Huh. Mint chocolate chip. Okay, any reason? Okay. No reason. Great. No idea. <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank All you, right. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, wait, do we pick someone? In, I don't even know how the dating game works. I, I truly have never watched do it, we, but do, I... we pick who? Do we pick who she liked the most on yeah. that question? Or we? I what? think so. I'm gonna go cinnamon toast crunch. All that right, feels, yeah. that feels like me, a little quirky, a little different. Rebecca takes the first round. Wow. Excellent. Ashley, what's next? Okay. <laughs> if I am engaged in a heated 2 a.m. Twitter feud with Tony-nominated playwright. And most losing Tony loser. Uh, he actually <laughs> lost the most Tonys in history. Uh, All right. Playwright. Come on. Come on. That's, actually, that's, he lost the most a, Tonys in history. But, that's an inc- but you're taking a really cool thing and making it sound bad. That's cool to be nominated for Tonys. Most people don't get Is nominated. It's cool to lose the most in history. It's better. To, I'd rather lose a Tony than never have been nominated for a fucking Tony. <laughs> it's hard to get nominated for a Tony. It is hard to get nominated that's cool. and even harder to most lose. Most people lose the a Tony. Most you that know, when people get nominated for Oscars, if you win an Oscar, you live longer than yeah. the nominees. But mostly, like, usually if you get, like, 12 Oscar nominations, you're at least going to walk away with, like, Best Cinematographer. To get the most Tony nominations in history and not even walk away with one. Oh, my God. <laughs> but if I'm in an engaged, <laughs> heated 2 a.m. Twitter feud with this playwright, Jeremy O'Harris, how would you convince me to lay down my sword and go to sleep? Uh, let's start with Rachel this time. Uh, I'd say uh, Twitter is about to self-implode, so it's just not worth it. Not worth it, says Rachel. Adam? I think I would ask you to call Susan Lucci. Call Susan Lucci. <laughs> and reminder that Susan Lucci lost the most fucking Emmys. Uh, I got you, Adam. And guess I what? You, I would say, who's Susan Lucci? I don't know. Oh, what? Wow. All right. Wow. Uh, Rebecca. First of all, I don't remember the question. Second of all, who's Susan Lucci? <laughs> That's Rebecca. That's the, the only, the only, the only, the only delicate, tiny flower I was obsessed with from 10 to 16. She's this big, and she had many children and loved many men. 
okay. Cheekbones up to here. Rebecca is weeping. Uh, yeah. I Ashley, yeah. I want you to know something. I want you to know something, Ashley. Is I got she in a Days chair. of Our Lives? I got you a chair. I oh, got my a chair. children. Oh. I got a chair for this question because for this question, I am going to be a contestant. Ashley, okay. put your fucking phone down. What are you doing? <laughs> it is the middle of the night, and you are picking a feud with a playwright for what a godly Am purpose. Am I picking it or is he? You're, Am a, I picking you're it an or incredibly is he? talented, amazing writer, yeah. and you are sitting at, up late at night bickering with another uh, talented person for the purposes of what? I'm up late at night going, Gossip Girl, the reboot is not that good. And he's going, well, I'm in it. And I'm like, not my problem. Oh, no. <laughs> it got canceled. Anyway. <laughs> so the next question, also the last one I'm going to go with Rachel's answer, which is Twitter is imploding. Thank you. Yes, Rachel, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. Tar or Babylon? Explain your answer. <laughs> uh, Adam, let's start with you. I hear there's a lot of nudity in Babylon, so I'm going to go with that one, even though it's heard it's fucking horrible. <laughs> Rebecca, what do you think? I have to go Tar, because my best friend just sent me a picture of the billboard today. She's tried to watch it three times. She accidentally bought it on Amazon, and now she's just <laughs> forcing herself to fucking watch it, and... <laughs> She actually is a client as well, and so she said she's going to pay me to watch it and explain it to her. Tar Babylon. There is a correct answer, Rachel. I like the mammoth skeleton at the tar pits, so I'll go with tar. Okay. Oh, oh, very good. Okay. Ashley, what do you think? It's time now for you to decide, not just on that question, but I, on your date. Again, for this question, I mean, I like Adam's answer. I love the nudity thing. But I love the thinking out of the box with the tar and the tar pits because, like me, you have no idea what the movie Tar is about, obviously. And I'm into that. I think we click on that. Because also, by the way, it's not tar, it's tar. It's about an angry lady or something. Plays music. What do you think, Ashley? It is time for you to choose your winner. Uh, I have to go with Rachel. Rachel wins. Thank you. The dating game. Everybody should check out Ashley's podcast, TV I Say, and also you keep up with all of her feuds on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, every day a new feud. Every day a new chance. But mostly with Jeremy O'Harris. <laughs> when we come back, one more look at Madonna's deepest desires. Thank you both for playing the game. Thank you to Rebecca, Rachel, and Adam, and thank you to Ashley Ray. The artist requires her dressing room to be fully stocked with all of the gangsters from Dick Tracy? The artist requests one of each Dick Tracy gangster, big boy Caprice, flat top, prune face, lips manless, and the brow. At no point should anyone in the venue say in front of the artist that those gangsters were in fact character actors transformed via prosthetics into classic comic book villains. If no suitable gangsters can be found, artists request that an equal number of venue staff be surgically altered into Dick Tracy gangsters. A list of possible surgeons will be made available upon request. That's cool. Madonna still got it. When we come back, the rant wheel. And we're back. Before the rail wheel, one note, friend of the pod merch, we see you all out there growing and improving in the new year. The Crooked Store decided to follow suit and update our friend of the pod merch for our ever-evolving listeners. The new and improved pieces include classic t-shirts, crewnecks, and hats, and new colors. There's even some camo so you can blend in with the forest and or your uncles who like hunting. It's all available now at crooked.com slash store. 
Now it's time for the rant wheel. Here's how, it's, here's how it works. We'll spin the wheel wherever it lands. We'll rant about the topic. This week on the wheel, we have not enough fat people on dating shows. We have Olive Garden slander. We have haunted hayrides, workout apps, Grey's Anatomy without Meredith Grey, baristas that kind of flirt with you, Babylon, and old nerds. Let's spin the wheel. It has landed on Grey's Anatomy without Meredith Grey. That was mine. That was mine. I can't even believe we're talking about this. I can't believe that as a society and a country, we're okay with this even being a prospect. But when Grey's Anatomy comes back at this mid-season hiatus, it'll be Meredith Grey, Ellen Pompeo's last episode. Yeah, since 2005. Grey's Anatomy has been about Meredith Grey, and now she's leaving to make some stupid Netflix show. Why? This is your life. Just you made a choice. You're going to be Meredith Grey forever. You have to stick with it until you're in the grave. Deal with that. Okay, but no, she abandons us. Yes, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy still since 2005, and I've never stopped. Okay, and it was bad, and it got good again, and then bad again, and then good again, and then it was most recently bad again. But Meredith Grey is the only person who could save it, and now we're just going to do the show without her? Like, what even is it? Who is the Grey? What, whose anatomy? I don't understand. And, like, her daughter is too young to be an intern, so it's not even, like, a next-generational thing. What, like, I think they should just go back in time, make the show about her mother in the 60s, and don't even address it. No, don't even explain it. They just The next season starts, and all of a sudden, it's about her mom... Dr. Gray, and then we get to see baby Meredith, and then it all makes sense. Because otherwise, I, I don't know why legally this is allowed. It's a very important point. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, one thing I just learned from your rant, Dr. Gray is a Nepo baby? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dr. Meredith Gray is absolutely the biggest Nepo baby. Like, there's an award named after her mother, the Gray's Award that everybody like wants. Huh. Uh, her mother won the Harper Avery Award, as we all know, uh, which is how Meredith gets accepted into the Seattle Grace intern program, even though she has slept with her boss. <laughs> Do you remember when ER kind of cycled through new people? And then no, and I'm happened- too young to watch that show. I watched Gray's Anatomy. Sorry. <laughs> The thing about ER is, what's that thing about the, the Theseian, th- some Greek ship where it, they rebuild it as it goes and when it gets... Ship of Theseus. Thank you, sir. Thank you. The ship of Theseus where uh, as it goes across the ocean, they replace little bits and when it arrives, it's all new parts, but it's yeah. still the ship of Theseus. That's what they did with ER. Yeah. Clooney was gone. Yeah, but they can't do that with Grey's Anatomy. Like, Meredith has never been gone. They've never found a way to get her out of the story. She is the ship. The hospital is literally called Gray Sloan Hospital now. Well, then that's still fine. Then you're good. The hospital, it's, the hosp- it's been about the hospital the whole fucking oh, time. See, I am mad that they're going to make like me Chicago accept Hope. Like, I'm mad that they're going to make Chicago me Hope, that. Yeah. Even if someone on Chicago Hope was named Hope and they left the show, it's still Chicago Hope. Yeah. All right? Wow. You that's know? how they're going to get around this bullshit. They're going to be like the hospital. It's still Mandy Patinkin going, medicine. Yeah. <laughs> there was a moment in Chicago Hope early in the season where Mandy Patinkin turns to the camera and says, if you like this... Check out ER. <laughs> you should watch Yentl. You should. <laughs> All right. Let's Sorry, I'm it. old too. Let's spin it again. In high school, I was a Chicago Hope person when everybody else was watching ER. And I was like, you all act like ER was first. Chicago Hope was first. 
Anyway, I made friends in college. Uh, It has landed on haunted hayrides. Oh, that was me. That was me. Jamie, take Uh, it away. Look, I'm very pro haunted hayride. Uh, I've been recently coming out as a recent haunted hayride employee. (laughs) I I worked at the Los Angeles haunted hayride uh, this past season uh, for three quarters uh, of the season. And the only thing sadder than working at a haunted hayride is working at a haunted hayride if you don't need the money. And I did that because I was just, like, feeling really sad. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, what's going to put me in a bad mood? Scaring people? And, and I've always been curious. I wanted to know. And I just, like, wanted to come out. And I've, I've just been trying to, like, justify the experience by coming out, like, hard pro. Yeah. Because if you go to the Haunted Hayride in Los Angeles, uh, if, you, if you're local, it costs $30 and it's not scary. And... <laughs> But but I will say that the experience of working at the Haunted Hayride was quite scary. <laughs> and, and so if you're paying too much to see a Haunted Hayride and experience it and you're not afraid, just know that the employees are very afraid. Because when I worked there, uh, my boss was this man named Stephen who said on day one, he said, I'm in charge of actors, not tractors, okay? And I was curious as to why he was saying that. And it's because I quickly learned that the actors were constantly hit by tractors. <laughs> And so I'm just trying to like spread the word about this where like even if you're not afraid, the person that's like wearing the fish suit could be hit by a tractor <laughs> at any moment. And so the reason I was murder nurse too was because I got there day one and my boss, yeah, I was coming in late in the season and Steven said, okay, Jamie, how far away would you stand from this tractor if you didn't want to get hit? <laughs> And I, I went about an arm's length, and I was like, about this far. And then he was like, not far enough. <laughs> and he said, at least three arm's length away, because the tractor drivers can't be controlled. And, and, and then he's like, okay, you're murder nurse too. You're in the asylum team. Uh, no time to explain. But, but basically, you know, you're murder nurse too. Just watch murder nurse one. You'll figure out what's going on. And... I watched. This is like showgirls. This is like showgirls when they just said, follow it and just like, get in there. It is. Follow the moves. It's like that, but like somehow even lower stakes. Um, But but they throw me into the asylum scene and they're like, just watch Steph. She's got this. And she's murder nurse one. And then the first time I watch her, she's trying to like big dog me a little bit. And she's like standing on this platform and she's like lip syncing and leaning towards the tractor. And then she falls onto the pavement. It's like a four-foot-tall platform. And then she gets taken away in an ambulance that night. And then I got promoted to Murder Nurse 1. It's really... I go every year, and it's honestly more like $70 than $40. I don't know oh, why you're telling no. these lies. I'm, I'm Worth the every price. fucking penny. Thank you. I love it. Even with this knowledge. <laughs> if Murder Nurses died annually, I would still go. <laughs> There was this part when I went, and you went? Um, yeah, and there was this oh. scene. It like was kind of like an asylum, and then all of a sudden there was this limping nurse, and she was screaming, "My name is Stephanie. Help me! Help me! This is not part of it. This is not part of it. I can't feel my feet. I can't feel my feet. Oh my god! Oh my god! Is this is what my life has become? Yeah. Is this is what my life has become. Mm-hmm. I almost got a part on Grey's Anatomy." <laughs> And I didn't get it, but that doesn't matter. Almost getting something doesn't matter. This is my life. Am I an actor? Is this what it is? Will it ever get better? When do I give up? And then I came out and I pushed her in front of the tractor. (laughs) (laughs) So I could get the part. Let's spin it again. (laughs) Thank you, Jamie. 
It has landed on Babylon. I put this down because I have seen the film Babylon. It was light out when I went in. It was dark when I came out. That movie is long enough that if you go get lunch and see Babylon, you have to worry about your dog. <laughs> you can't get lunch and see a movie without being like, oh, fuck, she's got to pee. I don't know what happened in this town, but it used to be run by old Jews who didn't care what was in the movies. And they were in charge, and if some director came in and said, it has to be three hours and 15 minutes, they would say in Yiddish, get the fuck out of here. It's going to be two hours and 20 minutes, because that's a movie. <laughs> Blame Kanye. <laughs> you think that's, it's probably part of it. It's probably part of it. And I got to tell you, now I go see these three-hour and 15-minute movies, your Avatar's Ways of Water, your Babylon's, and I'm in the movie, and I'm enjoying it, all right? And then I'm thinking to myself, could have trimmed that. We didn't need this whole fucking beat. In Avatar, colon, The Way of Water, spoiler, The Way of Water is holding your fucking breath, a concept we got the first time it was explained to us. We spent an hour and a half of that movie finding out that one of the sons is a little bit kind of doesn't follow the rules and the other son's annoyed. Took an hour to tell us that. Still don't, don't even know their fucking names. You don't know anybody's names. They say them once at the beginning. And then in Babylon, you're two hours and 30 minutes into this thing and then all of a sudden, you're in a whole new movie. And you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And you're like, all right, this scene's talking. I'm going to the bathroom. As someone who saw both, did you like, and this is a big spoiler and yet reveals nothing, did you like at the end of Babylon where they showed a clip of Avatar 1? <laughs> okay, so that's a really good point, which is that does tie these things together. Because after you've been sitting in Babylon for more than three hours, you are at the three fucking hour mark there is a montage where you watch a main character watch Babylon <laughs> and cry about how good it is. And then you watch as Babylon evolves into the future of cinema until you are literally watching a supercut of James Cameron movies, including both Terminator 2 and Avatar, while the main character is weeping He's at the crying. prospect. And this will be my final point on this topic. I loved both films. <laughs> Sounded like it. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely did. I genuinely did. Could we lose 30 from both? Get an hour of our lives back? You betcha. But is this a year of like three to four different films about the power of cinema? Yeah. It is, right? Because yeah, the Olivia Flundermans or whatever? Yeah, the Slendermans. The Slendermans. The Slendermans is totally different. <laughs> It's a little creepy. The, yeah, what's the other one? The Olivia Coleman movie oh, where yeah. it was a little bit milf manner. Yeah, nobody yeah, saw that. She one, like, but yeah. I saw it in the theater. I loved it. I cried. Ooh. She was fucking an 18 year old. Ooh. And Man. that part made me horny. Man. Yeah, I think that's it, this, be the milf manner you want to see in the yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's spin it again. Do 
Babylon again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. I'm gonna do Babylon for three hours and fifteen minutes. Not enough. But yeah, in the spirit of Babylon, my rant was thirty minutes too long. Not enough fat people on dating shows. Okay, I feel like I should stand for this. Um, I because I feel angry. First, a little bit of just like credibility. Okay, I love dating shows. I've been doing it for a long time. Okay, I'm 42. I started young. Blind date, eliminate. Next, I love it. I love that it's been opened up, okay, to queer dating, to uh, Indian matchmaking, little people, MILFs. Of course, I support, and yet not a fat body anywhere to be found, which, God forbid, there should be someone on a dating show that has a personality. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be so scary? I, I think these dating shows are honestly like very comforting for me because everyone is so dumb and boring that I just almost forget. I didn't know that one kid was the same other kid with the necklaces. You know, if there was one very like gregarious fucking fat bitch on that show, I would never forget her name. Did we get Alexa on Love is Blind a little bit? Yeah, she was thick. Thank you. But she, like, also has, like, a multi-millionaire Israeli dad. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, for some reason, rich cancels out fat. I don't care about you anymore. Most, (laughs) it's real. Most of this country is TV fat to very fat. I mean, you're, like, all mostly TV fat. Sorry. Um, I'm obese on TV. It's just, can we not, we love, you know, we fuck a lot. And really good. Um, can I want to see one Love is Blind reveal where <laughs> this like very funny, hypothetically 42-year-old comedian <laughs> lady is just like making this dude laugh, just like making him cry, making him think, you know? And then all of a sudden he's like, oh no, you're old and fat. I love you so much. (laughs) Because they always do, okay? These little men with abs constantly come for us, all right? Ashley knows. She's nodding. (laughs) More shredded? Yeah, I like shredded cheese. Come over to my house. (laughs) This is going off the rails. I just put fat people on dating shows, okay? That's it. With a caveat, I would like to thank and honor and give an award to maybe the only and the best... TV reality dating show ever that does have some thickness in it. Love on the Spectrum. Thank you, angels. And make 25 more seasons of that show because sensitivity and fatness, yeah, I'll watch it all day. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry I was so mad. Thank you. I'm shaking. I'm literally shaking. We're literally shaking. Not sure about the music cues on Love on the Spectrum. Let's spin it again. It's old man like, oh, there they go again. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. It has landed on old nerds. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it says rants because I was going to rant about rants. Because <laughs> it is, it is I'm from like... the 90s, so I'm super meta. <laughs> nice. I was going to drop some Mr. Show shit on you guys. but uh... Some Gen X energy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Instead... Old nerds is my topic. Hi, I'm an old nerd. I'm one of the oldest and the most nerdiest uh, of all the old nerds. So I feel really qualified to talk about other old nerds. 
if you're mad about shit in 2023 that's out, like, as a nerd, you should be so fucking happy that there's a Moon Knight show, that there's a fucking Werewolf by Night show. Uh, Boba Fett has a fucking show. Just, like, if you're complaining about shit, shut the fuck up and watch another show. Because there's fucking so many things of all the properties I've loved, all that IP that's out there now, like, shit I never thought would exist. Shazam as a fucking movie? Black Adam? Holy fuck. Like, here's the thing. And if you're mad about diversity in comic books, um, good, fucking finally. Like, <laughs> Super Friends was bullshit, you know, the all-white, fucking boring you had the alien, that was it. Like, that was the only diversity in that. And Black Lightning would come on once in a while. And you'd be like, I want more fucking Black Lightning. That guy's amazing. Like, as an old nerd, good. Bring it on. Here's the other thing. If you're pissed about diverse casting in, like, Star Trek, um, you just started watching Star Trek. Because <laughs> that's what it was, you fucking idiot. Like, oh, my God. Also... Yeah, no shit. I love one of my first crushes. Like, yes, that's what the show was about. Anyway, if you're mad, I got notes here. If you're mad about Little Mermaid and fucking Velma and you're an old nerd, like, why are you mad about those shows? Like, don't watch them. You know what I mean? Like, plus it's creepy. If you're going to see fucking Little Mermaid and you're my age... You're going to make everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> Stay home and stream that shit and then get mad at it. But don't go to a fucking theater if you look like me. Because everybody's going to think you're going to do the popcorn trick the whole time. Like, on yourself. It's not a trick when you just beat off in your popcorn. You yeah. know what I mean? I didn't write that part down. I'm just sort of... Ri <laughs> Riffing. riffing. You're riffing. But you know what I mean. No, we know what you mean. 100%. Well, you know, the butter dispensers always get yeah. empty eventually, so you got to have another option. I like to make my own butter. Uh, <laughs> that got gross. Uh, nerdiness has always been about inclusiveness. For me, I mean, we always accepted everyone. And here's the thing. Except you, old racist nerds. <laughs> Turn in your fucking nerd card. Thank you. That's the rant wheel. <laughs> when we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. Because we all need it this week, here it is, the high note. Hey, love it. I was just listening to this week's episode and realized that I actually had a high note to call about. So I got a job back in June working for the state of Illinois. And this past Monday night, I got to go to the inaugural ball in Springfield, that is thrown by the governor. And I got into politics really because of this show and everything that you guys have done. And it was just really cool and rewarding to be at an event like that that really showed me I am working towards a goal that I've dreamt of for the past five to seven years. So just wanted to say thanks for all you do and love the show every week. Bye. Hey, Levitt and Co. This is Mary Kate from St. Paul, Minnesota, capital city, baby. And my hang-up this week is that my museum workplace won our vote to unionize by an almost two-to-one majority. 
after almost two years of organizing and a bananas aggressive anti-campaign buyer management. I'm so fucking proud of everyone who busted their asses on this campaign, and I hope this inspires other museums and cultural institutions like us to stand up for the people who do the work and take collective action. Appreciate you all. Bye. Thanks to everybody who sent in a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Thank you so much to Brian Posehn, Jamie Loftus, Ashley Ray, and Amy Miller. There are 654 days until the 2024 elections. Have a great night. Thank you all for coming. And have a great weekend. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Keeper is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Pullavi Gunalan, and Peter Miller are the writers. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin and Stephen Colon are our audio engineers. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Narmal Konian, Zuri Irvin, and Milo Kim Mia Kelman and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash C slash Crooked Media. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.